Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things, Simplifying Concepts Without Sacrificing Depth. And it's the holiday season. And whoop-dee-doo. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Happy holidays. All of them. All the holidays. Happy ones, I hope, to you. Hey, if you are in the mood to be giving this holiday season, you want to give a buck to the podcast? A buck a month, maybe? A buck a month? You know, if you give a buck a month, that alone will help cover some of the costs of what I do. Just a buck. Probably won't miss it. If you want to give five bucks a month, now you're going to start getting stuff in the mail. Mailed to you. Little fun Trinkets, stickers, things like that. But yeah, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash things about things and decide what you think works for you per month that to support the work that I do for the podcast and, and just teachings in general to continue the work that I'm doing with things about things. It'd be great. I'd love it. Hopefully you'd love it too. So consider that. Thank you so much to those of you who already are patrons of the podcast. It's because of you that I keep doing this stuff. Thank you. So yeah, patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash things about things. Well, this is a really, really special conversation with my friend Hayne. I've been friends with Hayne Steen for, I don't know, upwards of 20 years, 15, 20 years. Good, dear friend, We've never lived in the same town, and we just are close friends. I love him so much. He's so wise. He's so loving. He's so everything. Love him so much. And he is a therapist, and we talked about grief together, but not not the kind of grief that's associated with the deep sense of loss, tragedy, trauma, capital T trauma stuff, not that kind of grief, but the kind of grief that comes along with when something good happens, when, when, when there's a completion of something or a transition from something to someone else. So he shares some stories, a gifted storyteller. And that feeling when the, the the thing that came to my mind that I, I say in the conversation is maybe at a, a graduation, right? It's it's what people have been working for. It's the end goal that they had in mind. And when they get there, they are happy. And then it occurs to them, hey, this thing that I'm doing is over. And now there's going to be transition. I'm not going to be in community with these same people in the same way. And all of a sudden the tears come, right? It, they're done and they're happy, but at the same time they're grieving. So we talk about that kind of grief. And he brings up the word belonging and ties it in so eloquently and perfectly and harmoniously. And I love it. And I hope you love it too. So buckle up and get ready to sit in that tension of what it means to be happy and sad at the same time. I hope you enjoy. Maybe a good transition into our conversation because I know um, we haven't really hit on it yet, but there's something about grieving even though it is good and even though you're also happy, you're sad. So let's just let's just chat about that for a bit because it's it's a fascinating concept and I don't really know how to put words to it. Mm. But do you want to try to share? part of your story of why we're, why we're even talking about this as much or as little as you'd like. Yeah, I think that, um, 
I think that like if I could kind of if I could kind of capture a theme in my life. Um, as I look back at even in my into my childhood, I am really aware that um, lament was always there. Um, maybe some might label it in certain seasons, I guess, like highly sentimental or okay. Um, but um, I I think lament is a, an appropriate. Um, it's it's a big enough word that can kind of hold it can hold whatever sentiment or <clears throat> or loss or um, or injury. But you know when I I look back in in. I always sort of assumed as a kid that like that the that the point oh gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I always assumed as a kid that um and just not maybe naively or just maybe appropriately that like the people around you are are there to help not to hurt and in my kid brain like I just assumed that like that there was like going to be kind of receptivity and acceptance and belonging and I think I I just started when I was around eight or nine it was like my my world view of belonging and acceptance I socially outside of my family uh it just started to shatter a little bit like i um i really longed and desired to have friends that would um have your back that would speak good of you when you're not around um that would uh, that would you know think of you when you're not thinking of them and um, one of the, I think one of the first shattering experiences in, uh, is um, when I was probably 12, I was in the seventh grade. And, you know, it's interesting, like you, the, the things that shape and inform where you belong or where you don't belong. Um, so uh, I have to preface that like the 35 year anniversary of the movie Rad just came out. Okay. Yeah. It was incredibly alarming. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Rad was, I mean, like that was the movie. I, like I was, BMX freestyle was my life when I was mm -hmm. um, 12 and 13. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Eddie Fiola, who rode for GP, was my hero. And, um, so in the seventh grade, when Rad came out, um, I was already like, I already had like this, like powder blue um, GP pro performer. I had it too. Mine was white with pegs in the front. Yeah. There we go. There I couldn't, is. I couldn't use them well, but uh, they were there. <laughs> all we, all we did was um, if we weren't, this group of kiddos and that I lived around, like I thought I was a part of something, and then they formed this little bike group called the Skyways. Okay. And in order to be in the Skyways, you had to have Skyway One mags on your bike. Oh my goodness! And I had Skyway Twos, and those did not count, and so I wasn't allowed. To be in the skyways. Unreal. An interesting thing that happened was that it, when the movie was announced that it was coming to the theater, I, I couldn't believe it. My brain was like exploding over and over. I could not wait for Rad to come into the theater. And I assumed that I would just go with my friends because we're, we all live on the same street. 
they came to my house a couple of weeks before the movie came out and they had all gone to the mall to get uh, sleeveless hoodies. This is also the era of breakdancing, but sleeveless hoodies that had on the front the Skyways. This black hoodie with red letters. And then on the back, they had their their last name or whatever their, you know, yeah. nickname would be. And then they came and they knocked on my door. And when they came to the door, my pure thought was, oh my gosh, these guys went to get jackets and they got me one too. Are you kidding me? You thought you were being welcomed into the tribe. Right. And what they did is they came to kind of to gloat about their... Mm-hmm. To show you that you're not, that you don't yeah, belong. That you, you, don't, you don't belong. Like, like the, the level of... It's one thing to go with your friends, right? To go get a hoodie. And then... Um, To just wear it like in the in the assurance that you belong mm-hmm. to something right because not everyone you can't include everyone in the world just with something right. but yeah, to I gloat mean, to be go out of your way to someone to say they don't belong it, that's a whole nother level it to know that i wanted to belong mm-hmm. and then i didn't um i mean i when i look back and i think man like I'm, I would never treat anyone that way. I will never do that. I mean, I formed commandments in that moment about the kind of friends that I would like to have, the kind of friend I want to be, um, the kind of dad I could envision being, the kind of neighbor, um, coworker, you know, whatever, husband. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy that, like, is knocking on the door to tell you you don't belong. So so like later on when I when I start hearing stories about how I belong to God and that that, that, that there's this friend that would never leave you. Um I, well I didn't understand. Like I understood that that's what I wanted to be and that I would I would want to be like that. Yeah. Uh, but I I didn't actually like think that there could be this 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 personal God that would want to let me know and continue to tell me, hey, I love you and I belong to you and you belong to me. We belong together. So when the, I think that that's actually the thing that like kicks up, that kickstarts grief is when we felt like we belonged and then like something breaks and we don't belong to one another anymore in the way we, the way we used to. I don't belong to the church. I don't belong to the, the friend. I don't belong to the marriage. I don't belong to my children or, or whatever the break might be. I don't belong to my career. I don't belong. Um, so our that belonging, um, it, uh, I think that that's the, the thing that breaks. And so- Yeah, and the, the, the rat in the Skyways example, it's a shattering because of a a lack of love, a deliberate a deliberate lack of love. But then there are other stories that I, I think I, I might see where you're headed with this. Is this the belonging that you thought you had has now ended? That can be the reason why people are at, at their graduation and they're this is what they've been working for and they're all happy, and yeah. yet they're crying because all of a sudden it occurs to them. We're not going to belong to each other the same way we did, yeah. but yet this is and always has been the goal, and yeah. we're we we're very happy. Why am I crying? Right? <laughs> oh, it's because the belonging has changed. So it doesn't always have to be jerk neighbors right. uh, for it to evoke that feeling. Yeah, and you know what's what's interesting is that there's a subtlety in the story that um, I, when the movie came out. Um, I didn't have anyone to go to the movie with, which was part of like, um, then my brother, who's like 
you know, five and a half years younger than me. And, you know, like I was aware that I was like always like in hero status when, when he was a little guy, I invited him to come with me. So seventh grader invites his second grader brother, first grader brother to come to see the movie Ride with him. And uh, so here's, here's kind of interesting part of the story is one is I was glad that, I was really glad that I could go with my brother. So when I didn't know that the movie was coming back out recently, 35 year release of Rad, my brother who lives here near me um, okay. reached out and said, hey, heads up, 35 wow. year release is coming up. Um, you wanna go with me? That's the best. You so, got invited to go to the Rad movie. Yeah. That's beautiful. So when, when you talk about belonging, you know, the Skyways, you know, I didn't belong to them. Mm. My brother. Right. I I belong to him. Right. And that's not to say that it would somehow be bad to belong to some friends in the neighborhood. Also, oh, no, no way. Yeah, no way. Right. I mean, just but it that. just wasn't your lot. It wasn't your, your, your place. Yeah. So when I, when I look at that injury that occurred and, you know, I don't know that anyone was like hatching some plan to wreck Kane's life and they didn't wreck my life. You know, that's the other part of it. It wasn't like a, a semi that came running into my life. It just was like, it was just a, it was a message that you don't belong to us. And we, and we want to, we want to punctuate that to you. And, and I don't even know that any of them would, to, I mean, to this day, I don't know that I'm, I'm not really connected to them anymore. So I wouldn't know like, you know, how, how did, how did you feel about that? And um, I don't know that I have a need to go back there to do that. Um, but I, I am aware that, um, that the message that was this long protracted message that I, I needed and, 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 and I was, again, I wasn't expecting, um, I would expect my brother to do something like that, um, to invite me to go to rad. I would expect that for sure. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't have, um, I think just remaining, I think remaining open that there are redemptive parts of the story that yeah. just, uh, you have to wait on. And that mm -hmm. is, the, I think that it's, it's in the waiting that we, man, we just want the pain to go away or, or and, and I think this story is a, is a sort of a minor note in, in contrast to some of the actual, like, traumas that people yeah. endure um but um but it is amazing how many little moments that would not right. seem traumatizing get deeply in us and form us and shape us and yeah. <laughs> me saying this to a <laughs> counselor is funny it's like yeah dude that's kind of the spiel right uh but i when you if you would be willing to share you know as much or little as you want but when just now when you were sharing that about your brother calling you for the the, the movies come, that came back out you yeah. i could tell you got emotional so yeah. that's where i think sometimes grief and tears are so complex because were you getting emotional because your 12 year old version was feeling redeemed by your brother because the Skyways didn't accept you? Or were you getting emotional because you're an adult, you have an adult relationship with your brother that you've, maybe there's been ups and downs and now you're, you're, the tears are because you get to go to a movie with your brother and it has nothing to do with the Skyways wound. Like, or is it all of it? Is it something else? You know, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's all of that and more. Um, I, I mean, my nephew, Ethan, who is um, just a little older than he was when he went with me, um, 
he went with us. Oh yes. There we go. You're yeah. you're in our you're in our group. Yeah. You belong. You belong. And I mean, if there's if there's one thing that you know, um, whether it was you know r- running and gunning with Young Life to kind of go hang out with teenagers and jump in the water to surf or to go hiking or to off-roading in a church van or whatever it might be that um, that we were doing to breakfast un- un- unknown amounts of breakfast with teenagers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, driving to school and like the picking up from school and just all those years of just like making yourself available to to teenagers for the possibility of a conversation about things that matter um, in an effort to let them know like you belong like yeah um, you matter you're worth it um, and I, I think that that has probably been the um, that's been a bit of a backdrop for me is when when people move toward me with kindness, that's, I say unexpected, not because it's out of character for the person offering it, but just maybe it's um, out of my, um, out of my desire for it, but not necessarily pandering for it. My desire to be, to be told you belong. And, um, uh, one of my friends, Phil Anderson, um, and Phil a long time, and Phil, we were we were both showing up to a, a co-facilitate a retreat um, at a retreat center in in uh, between Chattanooga and Atlanta, and um, there was this really tall gentleman standing in front of me, but I could hear Phil's voice standing in in front of him, and as um, as Phil was kind of getting registered and checking into the to the to the retreat center. Um, he kind of peels around this big guy. He's he's a shorter guy. Um, and he just kind of walked up to me and put his hand on my face, and uh, he said, uh, "Man, hey, being with you is like winning the lottery." I feel that I way know. too. Thanks. Um, but it, it absolutely like, I don't know, like it's, uh, I didn't see that coming. So whether it's the invite from my brother to go see the movie Rad or Phil Anderson with his hand on my face. Um, in college, I had this memory of um, my, my roommates. They would, I would hear, they would, they kind of um, one in particular, um, Jordan, he lives lives in Hawaii, and he's lived there since the day he graduated from Flagler. But all across campus, he would yell my name, but he would call me Spain, S P A I N, and um, and I, but I would hear it like in this funky tone. Like he would yell it. I mean, it'd be like, but I, I would know was, this is Jordan, but it was like a like a call out. Like you belong, yeah. like, and um, uh, and just even recently, like we haven't really spent a lot of time together in the last kind of twenty five years. He's been in Hawaii, and I've lived, you know, on the East Coast. But he's he um, he sent me. He had this little thing he was doing called "Curb Your Aloha." Okay, <laughs> and it was. Um, he created these stencils where you like, and it's a word aloha, and you like lay it on your curb and you spray. And when you pull, you know, pull it up, it says aloha. And so um, he reached out on, on Facebook and was like, just letting me know, like, um, hey, I'd love this. I'd, I'd love to send your family something. Cool. Be a, it'll be a surprise. I, I want, a little something I want to give you. And it was like t-shirts with like the 
but like as if someone had sprayed them aloha hats trucker hats um and a stencil and um I, I, there's just something about like like that that invitation to let you know like you belong yeah Still. kimberly yeah. talks like when kimberly when she describes those moments she describes them as it's like you're saying to someone i see you yeah yeah yes yeah that's a um yeah we all want to be seen right we all want to be seen yeah yeah we want to be seen and known mm-hmm. and um and so uh, you know these these little serendipitous expressions to me are, are those are the subtleties that that like um so halloween um my my daughter Vanessa has a son Kingston who is like 18 19 months old and and so he was um little Yoda for Halloween like the cutest little Yoda ever and um our son was really debating like because we're going trick-or-treating with some friends and and uh, our son Sam he's in Gainesville you know he had he had some things he could have gone and done and um you know he was just debating like gosh do I come home do I hang out with my friends do I go to my girlfriends you know all the things and um he, he ended up like like last minute he shows up right as we're going trick-or-treating and he's dressed up in he's dressed up he has like his girlfriend is a D1 swimmer and um and he has on like her sweatshirt and uh goggles and a cap and like and her a bathing suit top and a it's great bathing suit bottom over his shorts that's hilarious love it but he so he went as Ella his girlfriend for Halloween but he walked with I mean he hung out with Kingston like the whole time So it's no secret to any of my friends that Sam's move to college. I've always known it was going to happen. And that would be success if it happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not tragic. It's like, yeah. We and raised I think- him. There's, there's two parts. One is that I thought like there was this one part of it was I thought I would like, I'm going to fumble something here. I'm going to fumble and like, it's going to like sabotage his success. Like that, that was, that's one real, you know, insight is that I thought I would fumble something yeah. and it would even like limit his range of motion. And then when it didn't happen, and he has what he needs. And then now he actually is leaving. Um, um, joy, joy and sadness um, are wrapped up in the word glad. Hmm. I'm so glad Sam is in Gainesville. But it's, it's joy and sadness kind of two for one. And um, I, I, yeah, I walk by his room and I anticipate the time that he'll be in there. And, but the, you know, the, the, the room doesn't, it's not the same without him around. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want Sam to know no matter where he is on the planet, he belong. Right. Healthy attachment. It's really, that's actually the thing that drives um, our capacity to be anywhere on the planet and to know that we're loved is when we have a a secure attachment that's formed early in childhood by our caregiver. And it, um, there's a podcast that we can even give a shout out to um, uh, the place we find ourselves with Adam Young. 
and he he specifically continues to kind of dial into attachment theory and its impact on human development and healthy relationships. And, so uh, this is probably a, this is probably a common feeling that you're you're giving wholehearted attention to that. I mean, parents, their kids, they move away when they're older and um, whether it's college or just moving out of the house because they've got a job. Uh, I think what you're doing is you're trying to be very present in what is a common feeling and really, instead of just going, yeah, everybody feels this, go, I'm going to feel it fully. Yeah. And, uh, and that's been, uh, I mean, that, that was the, the experience is, uh, you know, even the night that we dropped Sam off at school, um, one of my best friends, uh, Brad, his son was, they were also dropping their son off at the same school, just blocks away from Sam. And on the way back, um, they, they, they stuck around a little longer. We got home just a little before them, but Brad texted me and said, how you doing? <laughs> right. And I just, his, his text was like, um, one, an admission that he's probably like not doing awesome. Uh-huh. But then it was also another, another, um, little micro statement with a lot of power that said, you belong. I see you. I know, I know, I know what you're going through. I know you. Yeah. You and Brad belong to each other. Yeah. yeah we yeah. belong to each other. Right. To each other. So like that. And then we, you know, like through tears, texted back and forth for a bit and just, um, yeah. But that, I, I think that that is the, the fact that I have friends who welcome, uh, they welcome grief. They, they befriend it. Lament is like a, um, it's, it's a friend. It's not the enemy. And I think, I think we will spend our lifetime trying to avoid the pain of lament but when we can embrace it and 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 even sort of say you belong like to, to the grief you belong to me rather than exiling it and sort of sending it away um, but but bring into it like letting it hit its full force and that's the And that's so, so much wisdom. There's Thank a you for sharing that. Um, there's this passage, <clears throat> uh, Lamentations three, uh, verse twenty-eight through thirty, and this is the message translation. It says, uh, "When life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer." Don't ask questions. Wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble. Take it full force. The worst is never the worst. Like that, that passage, man, that has been like the, I've been sipping on that one for nine, 10 months. Um, and I think mainly like, you know, in, in spiritual direction, I was kind of given kind of like a permission, Hey, what, what if you just stopped? What if you gave yourself permission to have a season where you just, you know, can, can lament that you can, you can, um, honor these these travelers that have been with you give them give them a voice write about them talk about them and and also kind of make room for new traveling companions as well like you're i think moving moving into the approach of sam's first day at uf at university of florida in gainesville was like i could feel it like all even all day like i mean like it was i could feel it from 
the summer. I, I was like just counting down days until we, you know, were driving to Gainesville. But then like that day, it was like, it felt like sand moving through an hourglass. Like, like when you know you're running out of time. Oh. So, you know, we just like, you know, he needed a lot of things, but like, I look back and that was like, that was a protracted long day. And at the end, the writers were like, all right, time to hug. So. That's good because it, you're owning the fact that it hurts, but it's, it's not actual, nothing, nothing's over. No. He still belongs, but it is a change season. He's not in, he's not in his room at the end of every day. Right. I bet he, I bet you here in a week or two, my prediction, best Thanksgiving of your life. Yeah. You're going to look around and have one of those Hallmark moments where you, you like everyone else will be like, Oh, we need more biscuits. And you'll look around and be like, wow. You know, but then on Sunday, he'll drive back again and you'll go down and you'll cry again. Right. And then he'll come home for winter break and you'll go, yay. And then it's all, it's this roller coaster. I like, I like the lament word. I, I like the, I've never heard anyone say the glad as a kind of summation of those feelings. It's good. Yeah. I, I, uh, my sister is hosting holiday my parents are staying with us um and um you know um, sam will be home and you know i'm sure that there will just be all the siblings and all the cousins and grandparents and maybe some extended friends and things like that the night before thanksgiving my brother hosts this like badass get together called shucks giving okay <laughs> explain an oyster roast the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Obviously. Okay. Got it. Um, and, you know, it's like, I don't know how many bushels, five bushels of oysters, which is like 250 oysters under that. And uh, <clears throat> and we just, I mean, we, we eat them until they're gone. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and then a handful of us, this is like, it's everyone's invited friends. So, like, there'll be like 100 people that will probably cycle through this party. And, um, and then, like, Three or four or five of us will like get like one or two a.m. We'll end up over at Steak and Shake, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I you know, it's like too too late of a night, but yeah, um, but but those are those little little gripping moments. It's again, you belong, you belong. so good wasn't that so helpful Gosh. well if you want a little bit more Hane you can listen to a previous podcast where I talked to him about a year ago and if you're a patron there's a little episode that's a patron only episode some of you have already listened to that if you become a patron you can backtrack and have access to that But also, if you are looking to maybe speak with a counselor about these types of things, you know, counseling doesn't have to always be associated with something really, really bad that happened. It can be processing the kinds of things that you just heard, processing those little stories, those little moments in your childhood, those relationships with your your little brother or with the friends in the neighborhood, whatever it is processing those things and trying to get to the bottom of maybe why you think about yourself the way you think about yourself. And if you are interested in pursuing counseling, uh, Hain started an overseas uh, counseling business and there's multiple counselors uh, associated with it and it's called Elbow Tree. And you can go to elbowtreeflorida.com. He lives in the St. Augustine, Florida area, but they have the ability to have clients online on Zoom calls. And so if you're interested in doing that, uh, you can go to elbowtreeflorida.com and then on the homepage, you can click on the button that says online, start here. And maybe you can just 
process with someone, whether whether it be those capital T trauma things or whether it be those stories from our childhood or maybe not even just from our childhood, but they've influenced us, us and, and, and made us question our belonging. So if, if you're interested, go to elbowtreeflorida.com and connect with Haynes' team there. And then, of course, as always, you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things.